But the things that scripture memory has helped me in terms of benef- being beneficial, I think of Second Peter 1.19 that says, but we have the word of the prophets made more certain, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. We live in a dark world. We don't pay attention, and this is a light that shines for us in terms of how Jesus wants us to live. Greetings, Redeemer family, and welcome back to Redeemer Radio. I am Pastor Ross, and we are continuing our series called Well-Worn Pass. We've been saying that Well-Worn Pass is this idea of these places where God's grace and power have proven time and again to run. It's, in other words, putting ourselves in the path, in the way of the Holy Spirit to work into us and uh, to help us tap into the sanctifying and empowering grace of Jesus, helping us know and follow him more faithfully and fruitfully. In other words, it's, it's the means of grace. It's the spiritual disciplines. And so we've talked about a number of these so far. We've talked about meditating on God's word, talked about prayer, we've talked about fasting, and today I'm excited we are talking about memorizing the Bible, Bible memorization, and I am joined again by Dan and Sean, and we have a special guest, Bob Hatcher, Redeemer member. Bob, thank you for joining us today. Glad to be here. Welcome, Bob. Thank you very much. Uh, so Bob is someone who has a passion for scripture memory, and so we are excited to have him join us uh, for this discussion, and, and so more on kind of his background in a minute, but Bob, if you wouldn't mind just starting by telling us a little bit about yourself, how long, how long have you been a Redeemer, and uh, what, what initially drew you to Redeemer? Linda and I have been at Redeemer since June a year ago, so this coming June will be two years, okay. and we've been very excited about being here. Two things originally impressed us here. One is the obvious love for God's Word that mm. The people here have, the staff has, everybody has, and it's it's reflected in the way that Scripture's taught here from the pulpit and in the local Bible studies that we've attended. And the second thing is the genuine um, friendship uh, that people have shown to us, uh, not only here at church, but in the Bible studies and various means by which we get together, but have also invited us out to dinner into their homes. Um, it's just been a wonderful thing of fellowship and friendship for us. That's really encouraging. Yeah, as someone who's new to the church as well, I can really resonate with those, those same things. It's been a very encouraging time for me. Um, so moving on to our topic for the day, memorizing scripture. So kind of like we talked about with fasting last week, there's no verse in the Bible that says you must memorize you know, X amount of verses. You must be a, a, you know, champion at scripture memory. But I think we could all agree that there are biblical principles. There are just certain convictions about that the Bible gives us um, that might inspire us and help us see this is a wise practice. And so I'll just throw that out to you guys. What are some of the more significant biblical convictions that would inspire scripture memorization? Sean, let's start with you. Yeah, so I, I I usually run to Psalm one just to just to get a, a nice word picture, right? And so I'm going to read from Psalm one just so we can get a sense for what it's saying. It says, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Mm-hmm. He is like a tree 
planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. Um, so the, these first three verses of Psalm 1 really give me this, this deep conviction of, uh, well, I, yeah, I want my life to feel blessed. Like, I want to be someone who feels, like, blessed. And, and how, how, you know, uh, what does Psalm 1 say about the man who is, who is blessed? It says that he delights in the law of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the blessing. Mm-hmm is that we have the communi- we have God's word given to us that we can meditate on day and night. Um, yeah. It doesn't say we do it um, just so that we can look great in front of others. It says that we do it so that we bear fruit. Um, it, 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 it paints this picture of a tree planted by uh, um, water. And, and I think of like just a really calming piece of art, right? Like seeing a, like seeing a really beautiful tree planted by water. It's a healthy tree. It's a tree that's growing and continuing to, uh, to, to bear fruit. And so this gives me deep conviction that, you know, delighting in the law of the Lord, delighting in the word of the Lord um, is something that would be significant for my life and, and I really ought to do. And then moving kind of to the New Testament, I think about Philippians uh, chapter 2, verse 5, which I think Dan will be preaching on pretty soon. Um, but it, it talks, Paul's talking to the Philippians about having one mind among themselves. And mm-hmm. right now in, in sort of our, our political moment uh, and, and our cultural moment, uh, it seems like we find a lot of solace in thinking the same way as others, right? But uh-huh. he doesn't stop there by saying that having this mind among yourselves, uh, it's, he says, having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And so what he's saying is uh, we ought to have the same mindset as Jesus. Uh, yeah. Jesus... Um, communicates uh, the gospel very clearly in, in the gospels, um, in the gospel accounts, but uh, we see that it's, it's important for the vitality of the church that we meditate on the words of Jesus and have the mindset of Jesus. That is the perfect mindset to have, is to have the same mind as Christ. And so yeah. I see Old Testament, it's painting this picture, delighting on the law of the Lord. Jesus uh, comes, he communicates the gospel clearly, and we're, we're supposed to have the same mindset as him. So it's another just encouragement to keep reflecting on the scriptures and, and to obtain the mindset of God. I think, I think you might be ready to preach in a couple of weeks when we get there, man. <laughs> yeah, bring it. I'm like bouncing in on my seat. <laughs> you are. Yeah, you're, it's exciting. You're yeah. going. Yeah, yeah was, that was one of the passages. But I do appreciate, I, I hadn't thought of Psalm 1 particularly, but the picture, like what are we, where are we finding the waters of life like what is feeding us what are we thinking about that's such a great picture um for me actually scripture memory brought me to two passages one of which was joshua 1 8 it was one of the first verses i ever memorized which is um do not depart do not let the book of the law depart from your lips meditate on it day and night so that you hmm. may be prosperous and successful and to be able to do that, particularly in their context, they had to have it memorized. They don't have the privilege that we do of having the scriptures on exactly. their phone or yep. Bibles mm-hmm. all over the place. And so they already had to do that. Or David in Psalm 119, when he said, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm-hmm. So there are these commands to know the scriptures, to have them shape how you think. I mean, Romans 12, Paul says, let your mind be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that happens, I think, as we take on the mind of Christ. You you stole a little of my thunder because shaping the mind of Christ is part of Philippians, which we'll get to, but chapter 1, verse 27, he's telling us, look, we have to have one mind, one spirit, so we mm. need unity. And then in 3 and 4, right before chapter 2, 3 and 4, he's then also talking about you need humility. Mm. And so unity and humility are ultimately going to come from Christ. And I really think what you said, Sean, 
resonated too because we've been having this discussion and it's a small well it's a big discussion but a small sliver here that's what i think i as a pastor can help you do i don't feel very qualified to give you hot takes on sociology politics and those things though i know some want my opinions um, I don't know why you would want those opinions, <laughs> but what I feel like God has called me and equipped me to do, and I feel like I have some competency in, is trying to shape our mind of Christ. Yes, all things need to come under his view, so I'm not disregarding sociology and politics, but I think there's other people who are better equipped to do that. So that's why I've tried to say, I want us to be rooted, and I want to do what I can do, and then you kind of develop these other things. So I'll... I'll Pass it over to you, Bob. I know you have okay, some good. thoughts. This is a sort of uh, will end up being a theme here, I think. But to me, the and, and what you both have said is that one of the great values of this is it encourages us in, or helps us in our personal sanctification. Mm. Our one of the, at least of our goals in in this world is to be more like Christ, day after day after day, until we're made perfect in Him when we go to see Him. Um, but the things that Scripture memory has helped me in terms of benef- being beneficial. I think of Second Peter one nineteen that says, but we have the word of the prophets made more certain, mm-hmm. and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. We live in a dark world. We don't pay attention, and this is a light that shines for us in terms of how Jesus wants us to live. And to think about what is a short list of things it deepens our knowledge of god it deepens our understanding of spiritual things as a whole it's helpful in meditation you said you've already discussed that in this series Um, it's useful in affliction that's a very big personal one for me Um, it's useful in temptation it's useful for conviction of sin um if you're in the role of teaching it's and dan i'm sure you could agree with this it's extraordinarily beneficial because you you get a grand picture of scripture if you have a lot of it memorized Uh, for raising children uh, Mm. it's just wonderful for raising children you have it when you need it Mm -hmm. when the time comes Um, and another thing that really also is I I think there's a lot of dead time in our lives Uh, you know we're waiting in line we're we're being delayed by some appointment we're in a car um, and if you have scripture memorized you can just mull over it and continue to use it and you really grow from that as well yeah those are great things um don't feel like i have much more to add to to that great list i want to add one thing because i I think it really is good personally and yet i it made me think of colossians where in chapter three says let the word of christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with all thanksgiving in your Mm -hmm. hearts to God. And whatever you do, word or deed, everything, do it to the name of the Lord. So, and it's unique in some ways because this is my calling, but to be able to have the scriptures in mind, to be able to know, oh man, I can encourage you in your suffering. I can challenge you in your um, struggle with whatever the issue is, or I can give you hope. And so part of it is, to be able to really want another well yeah. and be able to care for each other and speak words of wisdom, not words of opinion hmm. or, uh, you know, just worldly common sense, but to hopefully have some word 
of encouragement from the scriptures and just the personal hearing God's voice and meditating on it. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. I, the way I've thought about it is it's, it's kind of a way to earn a spiritual concealed carry permit. Um, it, I think of, uh, <laughs> wow. Well, all right. Yeah. So stick go. with me here. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, Paul says the Bible is the sword of the spirit and, um, I think that memorizing scripture is a practical way to experience the Bible as a sort of the spirit. Um, I think of someone, you know, today it's like hiding a gun away, you know, in your coat. Back then it was some people would maybe hire a sword away, but it's, it's you have a spiritual weapon within you in a very powerful, profound way. Um, and, and of course, Ephesians 6 talks about how much the evil one is um, going against us all day. Um, and it's the Christian life is a fight in many ways. And, and so kind of like what Bob was saying, just it, it's we, we can memorize so that the scripture is available for the Holy Spirit to take and ignite within us when it's needed in times of temptation, um, in times when we're maybe evangelizing to someone or even decision making. Yeah. And so I think that's been one helpful picture for me. And uh, and finally, just uh, Jesus' call for us to abide in him. Um, there's a real companionship that comes when you're memorizing Scripture. And you just have this, the words just floating in your head. It's, it's, um, it's an encouraging way to be in constant, deep conversation with God. So there's so much more that could be said, but I, I think those are some really helpful things. And But... All that to say, there there are definitely, it's not the easiest practice. Memorizing scripture, um, it, we kind of keep going back to that four-letter, uh, not four-letter word, effort. It's not a four-letter word. You're on a roll. Conceal and carry, four-letter words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just trying to draw on more of the, a new crowd to our podcast. I guess podcast, so. I guess so. so. We did say in the first episode, effort is not a four-letter word. <laughs> um, and so there is there is a you know, amount of effort. So what would you guys say are some common roadblocks for people, um, for scripture memory? Bob, let's start with you. Um, one, the one that I hear most frequently is I just don't have time. Yeah. And one of the things that if you sort of figure it, uh, even if you're memorizing a book, it takes about 20 minutes a day, maybe six days a week. And that's what, a couple hours. Um, and how many 20 minutes a day do we waste? Hmm. And could we pick one of those times, uh, the second newscast or some other thing that where we're doing nothing that we could apply to scripture memory and get much more benefit out of it? Hmm. That's great. Any other thoughts, Sean or Dan? Yeah, I mean, just uh, busyness, right? And, and with the ways we justify it, the way we justify, oh, this is, this is you know, more important. This is something that God's called me to do. Like even we can take good things and, and twist them and, yeah. and um, even good responsibilities, we can twist them and say that this is just, this is more important or this is more pressing or it may, if I, if I don't do this, I'll neglect this, this area of my life. And I think we, we do a really good job of justifying other things, even good things to ourselves as more important than spending time meditating, dwelling on God's word, things like that. Yeah. 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 I think, one of the roadblocks bo- is that it needs to be a habit mm. or else you won't retain it. Yeah. And to develop a new habit can be really hard and you have to believe that it's valuable. And so I think in a lot of ways, part of the root issue is do we, are we convinced 
that the word of God is a means by which our, our, our whole being can be transformed. And I think in one breath, if we're asked that question, well, of course. But then again, do we take those efforts? Um, for me, it was interesting when I first became a believer when I was a junior in high school. Most of you heard the story, but I started meeting every Thursday morning with a couple other guys and my young life leader. And immediately he had us learning scripture. Now, this will show you the sanctification of my life because I didn't really want to, but I would sometimes like write it on my hand to recite it for him just so <laughs> nice. he would think I'm memorizing scripture. Like how backwards and twisted is that, right? Yeah. But he began for me the idea that this is an ordinary part of the Christian life. Hmm. And so I memorized scripture for years, most of which that I can remember far better than the newer verses. So it is harder as I've gotten older, but not impossible. Yeah. It just takes a little more effort and persistence with the goal being never to just check a box, right? But to be able to meditate, to be able to be shaped by it, to be convicted by it, to be encouraged by it, to be transformed by it. Absolutely. So I think the root issue really is what do we believe about the power of God's word? Yeah. And then if we believe that's true, then what changes do we need to make in our time? Yeah. No, I think I think dovetailing on that, I, I think another common objection or roadblock is just someone maybe feeling like memorization. Some people's minds are just have a knack for memory and mm-hmm. others don't. But um, I think if we all were honest, there we all have lots of things. Our, our brains do have the capability of it. We have lots of things in our lives that we memorize. Um, and then I one author I was reading, kind of to your point, Dad, he, uh, Dad, Dan. <laughs> yes, son. <laughs> Uh, man, way to make me feel old, Ross. I'm just on a roll today. <laughs> you are. You're I'm, killing it. I'm, uh, it's all right, man. Uh, one thing you said, uh, this kind of goes along with it, is um, one author said, what if someone offered you $1,000 for every verse you memorize? Would you be able to do it? And um, you <laughs> That know, is not an offer we are making personally, <laughs> no, no. but it'll be more valuable than that if you do. Exactly. And he's just saying, you know, if you really think about the value of Scripture— um, and, and there's multiple verses. It's just, it fars outweigh, uh, far, far outweighs anything money could buy. And mm-hmm. so uh, I think these are all great things. You know, one thing, if I might make a comment, is yeah. that uh, I think one of the verses you're talking about is Psalm 19, where it says, Your word is more precious than gold than yeah. much fine gold. Yep. And it is indeed, if we think it's more valuable than $1,000, right. it's infinitely more valuable. And, and yeah. it would behoove us to begin to think about that. One little thing that I, commonly here when we mention scripture memory also is that I'll just forget it anyway. Hmm. Well, I'm at an age where I can tell you that is a truth. I, mm-hmm. I do forget it. I, there's so many verses that I've known so well over the years and have just completely forgotten. But I think there are two things that uh, play on that. One is that if you spend 10 years memorizing scripture, even if you forget every verse word for word, you still have this enormous spiritual, but God blesses you for this kind of memory and immersion in his word. And the second thing is you may not know the verse, but you know that it's in the scripture and you can find it. You can think, well, it may be, I know there's a lot about suffering in uh, the first part of James and for instance, um, in Philippians. So I know I can go directly to something yeah. on affliction there. So Absolutely. Yeah. So someone approaches you wanting to try scripture memory. They're 
we've convinced them now that it's a good um, practice. So what are some pointers and maybe even some caveats you would share with such a person to help them get started? Uh, Dan, why don't we start with you? Uh, okay, I'm blanking a little bit. I think the first thing I would do is probably just ask them, just as I know their story, potentially have some passages that might be helpful for them. Yeah. And, you know, Bob's going to speak in a few minutes, I know, to the value of memorizing whole books. But I think sometimes starting with particular passages for if you struggle with anxiety or a certain temptation or you need hope or you want to be able to share the gospel with your friends or you need to be persuaded of the value of God's word, right? We would we could find a handful of verses Again, I think always beginning with some gospel-related verses, right? Instead of just moral things or to-dos, uh, which are important. I always want them to be grounded in the yeah. indicatives of the gospel. This right. is what Jesus has done. This is who he is. Um, and then maybe give a couple passages and then talk about how to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's different ways. Uh, you know, I used to start with little cards that I'd write them out on. Now I'm using some a digital tool that I find really helpful, but helping them say, do something so that it's daily. Yeah. Even if it's five minutes to work up to 20 minutes or whatever, but that you're kind of daily looking at it. Yeah. So some initial thoughts. I I think in, in uh, one thing I'm encountering, especially doing youth ministry, student ministry is the, the sort of the refrain that the Bible can be boring for long stretches. And so just really trying to ask them, what is interesting to you? about the Bible. Are there stories in the Bible that you remember learning as a kid that growing up and remembering like the characters from the story? And I think we're obsessed right now with uh, origin stories and movies and things like that. Like, where did this character come from? And where, you know, and so finding, let's find in the Bible, let's find some characters that are compelling and let's memorize even just plot, uh, you know, plot points from a story in the Bible. And then that gets us more into the word and it gets, it's the, the stories are compelling. This narrative is better than any movie that we could, that we could watch and and so i think even starting kind of coming in the back door there a little bit like hey what was what was compelling about the story have you ever thought about what it would be like for the red sea to just part and this be there and the and what would the people have thought and so go to exodus and go read about that and um, i think that's that can even be a helpful place to start for someone who's maybe thinking of the bible as you know quote unquote boring right Mm -hmm. and just oh it's just a lot of words and you know i think students uh that's a good entry point for them yeah yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think I would say um, kind of along what Dan was saying, I think having a plan is is one helpful place to start, not just kind of picking anything, although there can be many benefits to that too. But, you know, maybe take what something you're struggling with um, and memorizing passages on. I even heard someone say, like, maybe a roadblock for you is pride. Like you just feel like doing scripture memory will make you feel prideful. We'll start by... <laughs> memorizing a passage on humility um and uh things like that and then i don't know just getting a little more practical here but i I know for me over the years jogging has been a a good place for me just to take like an index card with a passage while i'm jogging and your mind it's a really there's actually research on when your body is moving you your brain is actually working in a really different way and and you can retain more in that way Hmm. and then yeah and one one warning i would give um and dan's already kind of hit on this is just you know 
we can often focus more on the memorization, the checking a box rather than meditation. And the point of it is to meditate. The point of it is godliness, as we said in our first episode. And so keeping that in mind uh, of the purpose, um, no matter if you're doing a few verses or a a huge swath, the point is meditating. The point is godliness. Bob, anything else you'd add? You asked for cautions and recommendations, and yeah. a caution for me would be pride. I, I, please don't ask me how I know these things, <laughs> but um, uh, personal and spiritual pride, it, it's yep. a very easy thing to think. I, I know more than anybody else. Right. Um, it can make you argumentative uh, mm. it, you, because you think, I can win this argument mm-hmm. because I know more Scripture than they do. Yeah. Obviously, neither of those is is really... It is, they're both bad reasons to memorize Scripture. But mm-hmm. if you concentrate on the things you've had, what, what we learn and how we can meditate and how we can soak ourselves in God's Word, it's a better thing. I, I'll speak, as Dan said, to the uh, uh, memorization of books. I first laughed when I heard that. Uh, books are, as we said a few moments ago, 150, 60, 80 verses. And, but the truth of the matter is they can be memorized, and the, the way they can be the reason they can be memorized is because there's a plan to do it. Um, I've done several, and uh, I use the same thing on each one. There is a little book, booklet, uh, called an, an approach, an, an approach to the extended memorization of Scripture, and uh, it's downloadable. You can get it on Amazon for 99 cents. It's free on a website called TwoJourneys.org. And it was written by a guy in the Triangle area, right? Written by a pastor in Durham. Yeah. And um, he has memorized 25 or 28 books of the Bible. Of course, it's it's his thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is possible with that system, and it's a system, but it only really takes, as we said earlier, about 20 minutes a day. And you can get a book under your belt, and then when you've gone through the book completely, then... I think the thing that locks it in your head is for another hundred days, you say the book every day. Wow. And he gives a 10% fudge factor because life happens. Sure. And, uh, but when you've worked on a book for 150, 60, 80 days, and then add another hundred days on that, you really know it pretty well. So you, but you're looking at two thirds, half a year to a year, but it is extremely effective and, really works well i would encourage people to tackle it that's great yeah so as we we've all kind of been drawing from some of our experiences for some of these principles let's just kind of dwell then finally on you know our experiences of it do you guys have any specific examples of ways that memorization has been impactful in your life bob why don't we start with you yeah the one that stands out to me above all others is that it gives me confidence in witnessing I know the basic gospel much better now because of I've got a, a group of verses for each major point in the gospel that I can go to, write down, hand to people the address of the verse. Um, and it also gives me the confidence that I can answer questions, at least with some reasonable degree of certainty, when people ask sometimes those hard questions. Yeah, that's great. Anything else? You guys would add I mean there's a couple just one other tip I think in memorizing is having someone else do it with you even if it's not mm. the same verse yeah. but that you're both trying to memorize together so you can encourage each other and parents you know this well there's lots of kids music out there seeds 
uh, CDs of like seeds of encouragement, different things. They put scripture to music. Um, there was one verse our girls hated. We would sing, do everything without complaining and arguing uh, <laughs> from a CD by Steve Green. They still know that song um, and the verse. Um, but for me, particularly when Debbie was diagnosed with breast cancer the first time and, you know, I was a young dad, young kids, uh, I feared losing her. And so Psalm 23 and Romans 8 really consoled me in such a way that I was able to trust whether the Lord give her life or take her, I could survive. Wow. And I needed those words to be able to, and I was, it would often be when I was running yep. and I'd be reflecting on it and trying to find comfort because the words other people had weren't doing anything. Mm. They were kind and helpful, but they weren't certain. Mm. Yeah. Bob, you want to share about it, Proverbs 3? Yeah, I, I, that. I, that reminded me of that. And, and in terms of affliction and in terms of worry, I, Ross and I mentioned this. Spurgeon said one time that the devil does some of his best work at night. Mm -hmm. And when we wake up and we have that thing churning through our head that we're anxious and worried about, um, I've, I've memorized maybe the first verse I memorized, I guess, was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, so... I, I've said that verse over and over and over again. And literally when I wake up, I may have to say it an hour at night, but I'll say it over and over. And it keeps me from thinking about the thing I'm worried about mm -hmm. and focuses my mind on God. And I find the next morning, I'll, sometime I go to sleep and I wake up and I haven't worried about it at night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple times, David, it sounds like something David would have done. Yes. King David. Yes. That's, yes. I mean, he multiple times says, I dwell on your word in my bed at night. So that's a that's a great example. Yeah. So one of the encouraging things that I've seen, it's not necessarily been in my own life, but seeing others. So like right now, Julie's doing catechism song questions with Lily. Cool. And she's almost two, and she's repeating this these truths about God just willy nilly. Right. Like she's just walking around like God God exists in three persons and saying things like that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like that's that's awesome. Anyway. That's so, so it's cool. just cool to see how the mind starts to develop even from that young of an age and yeah. can mm -hmm. and can really. Um, uh, repeat these things and, and internalize these things. She doesn't, she'll put meaning to it later, but having these truths from such a young age is going to really benefit her. Um, and I'm seeing that firsthand, but then also spanning the generations. Uh, there's someone specifically I'm thinking of at Redeemer um, that I've seen, you know, them go through some really hard times recently. And they are like, in, you know, in a town when a tornado rips through, but there's still some stuff standing. It's mm -hmm. always amazing to me. It's like, how did everything get destroyed? But there's a few things like a tree or a big, big building that's been built well and can withstand that stuff. How can those things stay standing even though something has just ripped through and destroyed everything else around it? Um, mm. And I've seen someone specifically at Redeemer that is just so obsessed with soaking in God's word, writing it down, uh, transcribing. I think he was doing Isaiah recently or something. And I and and he's had some really some real tragedy happen in his life uh, recently. And and just watching that is a, it's like a testimony to me and to the people yeah. around him. And it's just like, how can he be like that mm. now? How can he still mm. trust these uh, these things even now? So sort of spanning the generation, seeing how a young mind, but also someone who's maybe on the verge of, you know, losing his mind because he's so mm -hmm. old. And, you know, it's just like what a test, what a testament to our ability to to do this. Yeah, I think it's a great encouragement for parents to try to soak their kids now. And again, you spoke to this, you, they don't get the concepts yet, but one person said it's like Velcro. We're putting in their mind the, the, the what kind of more soft part of the Velcro. 
and just layering their whole mind with this truth that in time they're going to have categories and places and scriptures that are going to stick. A problem is going to come and then the other part will go together when they can begin to make those connections. And so that's a good thing we haven't really even brought up. Like, yeah, we should be thinking about ourselves, but those who who are parents, if we can soak our kids in these things as they're developing, it's a huge win for them long term. Yeah. Yeah. I think one that jumps out to me is just in college, I memorized uh, Colossians 3, and you know, there's the, a lot of great verses in that passage. One of them, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, evil desire, and, and the list goes on. But I think it was just such an anchor for me um, amidst all the temptation that comes with college life. And I remember being very helped by memorizing that passage. Well, there's so much more we could say. This was um, a lot of fun. Bob, thank you again for joining us. It was so a glad treat to, be to have you. Um, and uh, we are going to continue our series next week. We're going to talk about um, the practice of silence and solitude. And we're excited to talk about that. Uh, but that is it for now. Thanks for joining us, friends and family. And we'll see you next time on Redeemer Radio. Grace and peace to you all. Like birds of a feather, shoes.